Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Erev Yom Kippur. And we are at Perek Memchet, chapter 48 of Bereshit, closing in on the end of this wonderful Sefer. And we begin our chapter with Yosef being told that his father, Yaakov, who is now in Egypt, is unwell. And Yosef says, I'm going to go and see him before he dies. And he goes to Yaakov with his two sons, Ephraim and Menashe. And Yaakov there greets him, expresses him his love, says that God has promised me the bracha of my grandfather, your great-grandfather, Avraham, that we will indeed return to Eretz Yisrael, we will inherit the place. And the chapter's main focus is on the bracha that Yaakov gives to Ephraim and Menashe, Yosef's sons, saying that they are to him Keruven v'Shimon, like his actual sons Reuven and Shimon, and of course from here Ephraim and Menashe become their own independent tribes. It seems that Yosef in some way takes the place of the firstborn, even though he wasn't Yaakov's actual firstborn, he inherits two portions and then there is this very uh, moving and quite uh, complex scene in which Yaakov seems to get confused between which is the older and which is the younger son placing the right hand on the head of the younger son the left hand on the head of the older son and Yosef steps in to say father you seem to have got it wrong but Yaakov interrupts him and says yadati veni yadati I know what I'm doing and it seems that even the very, very end of the book, this ultimate theme of the younger taking the place of the older surfaces in such a clear way with Yaakov doing so very consciously. I want to share, partly because of Erev Yom Kippur, actually a story about this chapter, a story that I find to be very, very powerful. It was uh, made, meant a lot to me when I first heard it, I think in my late teenage years. The story focuses um, on, well, I'll tell the story, then we'll get to our chapter. The story is about a man named Max Nordau. Max Nordau was one of the great leaders of the early Zionist movement. He was the head of the Zionist Congress shortly after the death of Herzl. But in the late 19th century, he was an assimilated Jew living in Vienna, not only with very little interest in religion, but also very little interest in the national project of Zionism. He was part of the Viennese Jewish elite, a doctor in the very wealthy part of town, with no interest whatsoever in separating himself from Viennese society and pursuing his own particular Jewish destiny. And one day a family arrived at his door from the poorer part of town, this, the story goes, was a deeply religious Hasidic family. And the mother and father brought with them a young girl who was mysteriously ill, suffering greatly from her ailment. And they said to Max Nordau, we need you to treat her, we need you to help her, but we don't have money to pay you. Nordau worked with the girl cared for her over a period of a year or so until eventually she had made a full recovery. And when it came to their final session, once again the parents said, we're so sorry but we, we live just hand to mouth, we do not have the money to be able to 
give you anything? Is there anything at all that we can do for you? And Nordau said, please, this is my, my pro bono work. This is my, my chesed work. Let, 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 let the little girl just give me a kiss. And uh, the girl said, look, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a from young lady. I, uh, I go to Beis Yaakov. I don't give a kiss. So uh, he says, okay, well, tell me something that you learned in school. And the young woman, the child really, responds as follows. And she said, this week is Parshat Vayechi, at the end of Bereshit. And in it, we read that Yaakov tells Yosef of the death of Yosef's mother, of Rachel. And he explains that unlike all the other members of the family, Rachel was not buried in the tomb of the patriarchs, Marat in Hebron. But rather, she died on the way back from Padan Aram, and she is buried on the road to Ephrat around Bethlehem. And it seems an interesting detail to include in the story, and Rashi indeed elaborates on it. He says as follows, I buried her there, I didn't even take her into Bethlehem. And I know, Yosef, that you have thoughts in your heart against me on this. You, you harbor ill feeling that perhaps I didn't treat your mother as well as I should have by leaving her there in a burial by the side of the road rather than with the family. But you should know, says Yaakov, that I did it according to God's word. That in the future she should be a help to her children, to her descendants. That when they will be exiled in the time of the Babylonians, the destruction of the temple, they will be led in chains out of the land of Israel. They will be going that way from Yerushalayim. They will pass by Rachel's tomb. Yatzat Rachel al Kivra. Rachel will leave her tomb uvocha and she will weep umavakeshat alehem rachamim and will request for them mercy. And Rashi quotes the Pesukim in the prophet Yirmiyahu, which we read on Rosh Hashanah. Kol nishma, a voice is heard on high. Rachel mavaka al baneha. Rachel is crying for her children. and God will respond to her, saying, There is reward for your actions. And your children will return to her borders. And this, said the young girl to Max Nordell, is what Rashi tells us. And so we know that we will return to Eretz Israel. And Nordell, the assimilated doctor, looks at her in astonishment and says to her, You are ten generations Viennese. No Jews have lived in the land of Israel in any great numbers for 2,000 years. Do you really believe this? And she says, of course I believe it. Rashi says so. How could I not believe it? And Nordau was so struck by the pure, simple faith of this young woman. Her reading of this chapter, which is our chapter for 929 today, and the beautiful words of Rashi. That he turned his life around. And rather than carrying on as a successful doctor, in Vienna, committed himself to the cause of Jewish national liberation of the Zionist movement, went on to be one of its greatest leaders at one of its formative stages. 
With that, I want to wish everybody a tzomkal, an easy fast, a chatimah tovah inscription in the Book of Life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.